Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Come on, give the Lord a good praise. Just lift your hand and shout amen. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Amen. I'll tell you what a time we live in. What a time to be alive. Turn and shake hands with at least three people and say, thank God the Word's working in me now. Before I get into the message, the Lord just quickened me that to reinforce something that uh, Pastor Nancy said last night by the Spirit. If you'll look with me in the fifth chapter of the book of Hebrews, and this is part of the assignment and mission statement of this ministry. This is what Gloria and I were assigned to do in the very, very beginning. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12, For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful. Remember what the, what the Spirit of God said through her last night about, 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 about what he said, what he said to, to Ed Dufresne? What Jesus said to him? And sternly corrected him about developing skill in ministering to the sick. Well, the same thing would be true in any area of faith. Look at it. Everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a baby, but strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use or practice or exercise have taught and trained and exercised their senses to discern between good and evil. Training of the spirit comes first. 99% of the Christians have no idea you can do that in the first place. They think the spirit and the soul are the same thing and they're not. But they're spiritual babies. How could they know? And there's, there's, you know, the, the Bible is very clear about desire the sincere milk of the word that you might grow thereby. Well, of course babies need milk. But the problem is we got some 50, 60 year old babies. And that's not a good thing. Not a good thing at all. So Father, we thank you for the strong meat of the word. And we thank you this morning 
for our assignment in the scripture. And we give you praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now open your Bibles this morning to where? Mark eleven twenty two. What, what do you think? <laughs> My name is Kenneth. You remember? <laughs> the two Kenneths. Thank God for the senior Kenneth. Kenneth E. Hagen. Kenneth Irvin Hagen. Praise God. Now, once you're aware of the covenants of promise and that this whole book is a blood covenant, yes. Yes, sir. it changes everything. Everything. Also, these covenants were not made by God. These covenants were made by love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Love himself yeah. is El Shaddai. Yeah. Love himself. Yeah. Whoa. Praise God. That'll stand your bumps up. <laughs> don't ever lose sight. I don't care what you think about and you think about these covenants, always keep one hand on love all the Come time. On, that's good. He's that's a good. covenant God because he is love. Yes. Otherwise, what do you want to mess with you or me for? It's good. Amen. Oh, I love him, don't you? Yes. And I love what I do. <laughs> now, <clears throat> Have faith in God. Yeah. Have faith in Jehovah Roy, my shepherd. He is my shepherd. I shall not walk. He makes me to lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside still waters so that he can restore my soul. Hallelujah. 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 He is Jehovah Jireh, the great provider. Have faith in the great provider. Glory to God. He is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. Covenanted with me to heal my body and to give peace to my mind and my soul. Now, here's one that most people don't remember talking about. He's my shepherd. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Now, that's not really uh, in, in English. It doesn't, it doesn't tell us what he said. He said, he leads me in the paths of righteousness so that I'm never an embarrassment to him. Oh. 
just because he loves you so. Amen. Amen. Of course, it doesn't embarrass him. It just puts, makes me look stupid. Well-deserved. Personally, I'm talking about. Of course, I know you've, you know, you've. Glory. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, he is Yehovah Sitzkanu. He is love. Is my righteousness. I got into more trouble preaching that. Almost than anything else. Then I began to preach prosperity and they didn't know which one they hated me for the word. <laughs> And back in the early days, I released an album and the, the song on that album, I am the righteousness of God in him. There were Christian disjunctions wouldn't, wouldn't play it. Well, who does he think he is calling himself righteous? That's not what I said. I said, I'm the righteousness of God in him. He is. Love is my righteousness. Glory to God. Oh, he is Yehovah Shalom. He is my peace. He is Yehovah Shammah. Always present. He will never leave me. He's the God that's covenanted and promised and swore by himself because he could swear by no higher in the, in the blood of God that he'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. <laughs> I remember all oh, back in the very early days. I mean, this sounded real good to me. And uh, <clears throat> I... Uh, I'd, I'd made up my mind that, that uh, particularly when I got in the airplane, I'm driving, but yeah, I, I don't know, there's something special between God and me and our flying together and so forth. And man, I'd, you know, put the, just forward, put the throttles up and say, oh Lord, be with me on this trip. Glory to God. And... Uh, I didn't know any better. Come on. I thought that was a wonderful thing to do. <laughs> One day the Lord said, uh, Kenneth, um, son, that's a waste of breath. What? He said, I said, I will never leave you nor forsake you even till the end of everything. And then later, not then, but later, I realized what Jesus said, talking about the Spirit of God, said, and he was, he was teaching right there at that Last Supper about him. And he said, when he comes, he will 
be with, not just with you, but in you, and he will live in you forever. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to shock you a little bit, all right? Come on, The Father's in heaven. Jesus is in heaven. The Holy Spirit's not. Right here. Of course, he's omnipresent, but his assignment is in the earth. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Come on, give him another praise. He is Yahovah Nisi, my canopy, my covering. Oh, and this one, I talked about this one last night. I, that really, this one uh, is the one that people know the, uh, the least about. The, Yahovah Sabaoth. Oh, that is just startling and stunning to me. Praise God. Now, we know something. Have covenant faith in God. Whoa. Notice in the reference in the King James edition, have the faith of God. Now that's stunning itself. Amen. Amen. For verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain. Now he said verily. Think about the times he said verily, verily. Or the times he said I tell you the truth. Now you know. Now we know what he's saying. This is too good to be true, but it's covenant. God's word is. Glory to God. What he says is. I mean, if the Lord Jesus were to appear in there this morning and say, good morning, children. Isn't this a wonderful Wednesday? No, no, it is now. It is now. All the calendars just changed. Yeah, yeah, it is now. It is now. Yeah, happy Wednesday, sir. Yes, sir, amen. Oh, yeah. God's word is. He is. God is. And so are you. He is love. So are you. Praise the Lord. 
You're born of him. Not only that, you're bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. Does his flesh have any heart symptoms this morning? I call my heart well. Does his flesh have any spinal problems this morning? I call my spine well. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> yeah, thank you, Lord. <clears throat> when I turned 70, my parents, uh, excuse me, my, my mother and my grandparents on her side uh, died in their 70s. Now her brother died uh, before he turned 60, I believe. All heart situations. And uh, <clears throat> well, my body started trying to act up on me. Well, I, you know, I wasn't really paid attention to that. But it, it kept reoccurring. It kept coming up my thinking. It kept coming up my thinking. Yeah. And it started acting up a little bit. And, and <laughs> excuse me, the Lord arrested me about it. And he said, now, you're concerned with your natural DNA. And I thought about it. Well, yeah, that, that's really what was, what was bouncing around in my mind and I'd reject it and kick it off, but it'd, it'd come creeping back in there, you know. And uh, <clears throat> listen to what he said to me. He said, now, not often he calls me by my name, but there are times when he does. It, it, you have to listen. He said, Kenneth, son, that's your natural DNA. He said, don't you remember? You were born again not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. He said, Sonny boy, you've got my DNA in your spirit. He said, you're exactly like me. That changed everything. And boy, I'll tell you what, I began to confess that and look at that. Glory to God. I, I, I take more after my, my mother's family than I did my dad's. And um, he said, and I just, I just got, it, it was like this. Here I was physically and the devil's trying to get me to sink. Mm. And all of a sudden, whoom. Got my mind 
on my spiritual DNA. I am born from above. I'm born by the same spirit as Jesus. I've been raised up to sit with him in heavenly places in him. Glory to God. I have covenants of blood with him and it just arrested it. Hallelujah. Now that'll work for you. <clears throat> this is just, uh, you'll be interested in this because it goes right down the same line. The Citation 10, <clears throat> a jet built by Cessna Aircraft Company, at the time was the fastest civilian jet on the planet. Now, others have caught up with it, but ain't nobody outrun it because you're not allowed to get any faster than that. One like that and you're a supersonic. Wow. 0.92 Mach, 92% of the speed of sound. Wow. That's getting it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the devil started messing with me again. I had just turned 69 when it came time to get my type rating in that airplane. And it's three weeks, man, you know. It's, and <clears throat> oh man, it is, you know, it's, it's working on things. That's an old guy like me doing in there. No, 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 shut that up. Get, get away from me. And uh, it didn't do any good at all. It didn't help things a bit. That the first, the, at eight o'clock, the first morning, ground school, Cessna Citation 10, the first thing the instructor said, I am ex-United States Navy, at my time of service, I have flown everything in the Navy's inventory and the most intensive type rating I have ever received was a Citation 10. I thought, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but at the end of that first session, there was a young man that was an employee of Cessna. And he's about 25 years old. And we walked out of there and his eyes were kind of bugged out. And he said, man, Mr. Copeland, that's like drinking out of a fire hose, isn't it? I was like, well, yeah, I got this. <laughs> I got this, glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Can you see where, see where I'm going with this? On the inside. You're about 32, 35 years old, and you'll never be any older. I know you're over 30 because you're not grown till you're 30. 21 don't mean anything. 
How old was Jesus when he entered the ministry? Let's talk about Joseph. In prison, kicked around. And I was thinking, how dare that guy that forgot him for two years. And I know the Lord is sitting there, you know, grinning at me, my stupidity. Well, no, not my stupidity, it's my ignorance. He couldn't become prime minister at 28. Took two more years. And he was doing all right. He ran that prison. He had a covenant with God. At 30 years old, spiritually grown, God put him in office. I was 30 years old when I enrolled at Oral Roberts University. Hallelujah. I'm so glad I fit the mold. <laughs> now, there's not anything wrong with going into ministry when you're four. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. And my grandson, Jeremy, <clears throat> he's never been anything but a preacher, never wanted to be anything but a preacher. And when he was three years old, back in those days, I wore a vest and I had a, a, a pocket watch and a chain, you know, with my coat open like that. And he told his mother, and she got him one. He, he told Terry, he said, you get me, you get me a suit and a watch pocket. <laughs> he tried to say pocket watch. And, and a watch pocket, I peach. He was three. He's never been anything else. And he came to me, he was about... Oh, I don't remember now. He's 23, 24, something like that. Papa, I just, I said, what is it, boy? I just can't seem to know just exactly what, what I'm supposed to do. I said, what difference does it make? Huh? I said, what difference does it make? You love God? You know you call? Yeah. I said, you're not even responsible, Jeremy, until you're 30. Oh! <laughs> Boy, he took off. Praise God. And he hit the ground running. Praise God. Now, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say, unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that those words which he says will come to pass, I give you my word in blood, he will have what he says. <laughs> then he uses the principle himself. Therefore, I say, 
unto you. What things soever you desire. When you pray. Notice them is italicized. And in the King James translation, that means it was added for the translator. So let's remove it. I mean, it, it works either way, but <clears throat> I want you to watch it. He's covenanting now. Therefore, I say unto you, Kenneth, what things soever you desire, son, when you pray, believe that you receive and you shall have. Jesus, you mean this? Sure, I mean it. That's my word to you, boy. That's my word to you, son. <clears throat> It's backed by love, love's throne, all of heaven's armies, don't forget what we considered last night. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 3 once more. <coughs> Excuse me. I consider not my body, but I consider him, verse 1, chapter 3, wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession or confession. It's exactly the same word in the, in the, in the text. Christ the anointed Jesus who is faithful to him that appointed him. Amen. I can have this go back to Mark 11. I consider him who is right there with me in this covenant of speaking and calling things that be not. He's right there. Well, I just don't see what difference it makes what I say. That's because you're untaught and unskillful. Babies don't understand anything. But it's time you understood makes all the difference in the world. Because when you're speaking words of the covenant, blood-backed words, now you have the high priest of the covenant, the high priest himself, 
the high priest. And you're saying, and I'm saying his words. And he is the priest over those words. And he's anointed and he's been sent and called of God to stand in that place. Backing what you say. Against all of the armies of hell. And he's faithful. Sarah received strength to have a child because she considered him faithful. He said it and he backed it in blood. She considered him faithful. My, come on. The God that's residing on the inside of you was the one that said it to her. Some of you still do not have a smile on your face. Either your ears need healing. <laughs> Or your joy needs some help. Home, brother Copeland, I'm just full of joy. (laughs) Well, tell your face. Well, what I have to be joyful about? You're breathing. Joy is not happiness. It is a fruit of the Spirit. What spirit? The spirit of love? Love, joy, peace, long suffering. Same word translated patience. Remember what James said? Let patience have her perfect work that you may be entire. Wanting nothing. Now add blood to all of that. Becoming acutely aware of the covenants of promise that we read last night in Ephesians chapter 2. Let's go back over there. Ephesians chapter 2. And we, we brought up this fact that this is the root cause of not experiencing the uh, miracles and outstanding manifestations in both covenants and in the book of Acts. It just went right on. Look at this um, 
11th verse. Well, let's look at the 10th verse and add that to it. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God, El Shaddai, the Almighty God, whom I serve, who is also my Father. <laughs> hath before ordained or prepared. He's already prepared the way. The paths have already been cut before the foundation of the world. He knew you by your name. <laughs> Well, my mama said I was an accident. Well, your mama was wrong. Amen. God knew about you, you little accident, you. But before the foundation of the world, you had to be here. It said so in the book. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, Brother Copeland, now I, I'm saying this advisedly, but I have a very, very close friend and one of the most powerful preachers in the United States today, James Robinson. James and I have been very, very close friends for over 30 years. James Robinson was a product of rape. And his mother wanted to abort him. And the doctor wouldn't allow it. And this man has ministered to presidents. Hallelujah. I believe you can see where I'm going. Amen. James, I mean, that, I mean, that's part of his testimony is public knowledge. I don't want to get in, into that any further, but I, I do want to say this. Brother Copeland, you, you see, what, sir, you don't understand. I had an abortion. Or, or Copeland, you don't, you don't know, man. I mean, I... I pressured my girlfriend to have an abortion. That's not who you are. That's who you used to be. And I got some news for you. Your baby is waiting on you. That baby's in your future. So like Gloria always said, get over it. Get over it. Confess it and forget it. Part as extreme article of your covenant is. First John, let's go there. 
have faith in God. 1 John chapter 1. Verse 7. Now notice this. This is a promise. A blood spoken. And if anybody knew covenant, it was John. You couldn't kill the man. Not till he decided to die. That's right. That's right. Amen. 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 They tried. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Hallelujah. It is a recorded fact that they boiled him in oil. Yeah. You think we have persecution today? Come on, just forget. And the, the, the whole nasty process was to just throw a prisoner in a vat of boiling oil and put a grappling hook in there and just pull the bones out and throw them away. They put the grappling hook in there and pulled him up. Don't you know that upset them? Well, they knew they couldn't do anything with him, so they threw him away. Put him on the Isle of Patmos. Get that thing out of here. Not a man, a thing. That, you know, that can't be a man. Just get him out of here. And he goes out there and writes the book of Revelation. Hallelujah. <laughs> Lived longer than all the other apostles. Yeah. Yeah. He's the apostle. Daniel, he's the apostle of love. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. 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 The man to whom Jesus turned the welfare of his mother over to. Yeah. He could have turned him over to any of the others, but it was the apostle of love. Isn't that interesting? And entered a covenant with him for his mother. Behold your mother. Behold your son. Man, when you mix blood with this, it just... <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Have faith in love himself. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> hallelujah. That makes living 120 years the easiest yes. thing you ever did. Because you don't have to try. Now you have to be diligent. But you don't have to work at the living. You work in the exercise room, yeah. Straighten out your diet, yeah. And you don't know how to do it on your own, so get help. And don't try to get it from the world. A large part of that diet is in the book of Leviticus. Now, I know that went over big. But 
The law of first mention. Something that is mentioned the first time in the Bible. The, its purpose and reason and definition follows throughout the rest of the Bible. Now Genesis 6 is very early and only the third verse of the sixth chapter. My spirit will not always strive with man because he's human. The King James says flesh, but because he's human. Yet his days, another translation says his normal life shall be 120 years. That's what he said. He didn't say 70 or 80. That was a curse. He said 120. That's the only age God ever said. So, all of those laws, the food laws, and Leviticus are based on that 120 year plan. When he says with long life, remember the 91st Psalm? With long life I'll satisfy him and show him my salvation. That's based on 120 years. It, it's not left us up to decide what long life is. Because he's already said. Now, when the Lord first started talking to me about this, it, he was, first of all, I, I heard Keith Moore teaching and preaching on it. And, and it really it grabbed hold of me. And I kept listening and kept listening and the Lord kept dealing with me and, and Gloria would preach on it in healing school and she read the footnotes about it in the 90th Psalm and so forth. And it just really ministered to me, just, just caught my attention. And this went on for quite a while. And he finally said, Kenneth, that's just as much my word as by my stripes you were healed. And then he asked me, he didn't tell me, I already knew, I already understood that I would be going home at 92. That was already established. I knew that from some things that the Lord said to me and we discussed it and so forth. I knew that. But I wasn't ready to hear this other. I, 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 wasn't, I, I, I just wasn't mature enough to hear that. Because that was back in 1983 that the Lord showed me. I was on a, I set aside the month of January in 1983 just to get before the Lord and did some fasting and, and so forth and came out knowing that. Anyway. And he, and he made it very plain to me. He, he said, Kenneth, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just asking you to do this. 
He said, if you want to go ahead and come at 92, he said, that's fine. But I'm asking you if you'll do it. I said, well, of course I'll do it. I'm yours to command. You ask me and it's a mandate with me. I said, uh, why, 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 why do you need that? He, st he asked me then. Now, you understand, Oral Roberts laid hands on me. I was 30 years old. And that's when the anointing came in, into my life. And then it, it started a, a relationship with him that lasted until the day he went home to be with the Lord in 92. So, and then just a few weeks after that with Kenneth E. Hagin. Oh, my. Then he went home to be with the Lord at 86 in 2003. And um, so... He just, he just started in at the beginning. He said, uh, were you as anointed when you were 30 as you were when you were 40? And I said, no, no, I wasn't. I said, Besides that, when I was 40 is when Brother Hagin called me out and separated me and anointed me to, to stand in the office of the prophet. And he said, were you as anointed when you were 40 as you were when you were 50? And he took me up 10 years at a time. Were you as anointed when you were 60 as you were when you were 70? No. Were you as anointed? He took me right on up. And then he said, I have anointings. from 80 to 90, and I don't even have them in the earth, except extremely, extremely rare situations. Now, don't misunderstand me. There are people that live a long time, and there are people that live on a, and, 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 and give God the credit for it, but not for the purpose of preaching the word of faith. Yes, sir. That's a whole yes, sir. different assignment. Yes, yes sir. Amen. Amen. And I'll say this by the Spirit. The ministry of the apostle, the prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher has never yet in the New Testament come to full development and potential. Not once. Now here again, strong men and women of faith, apostles, prophets, and evangelists, and pastors, and teachers. But not to the full potential. Oh, dear Lord God. Amen. But it's time for it. Yes, sir. And I, you know, the more I thought about it, different things began to be revealed to me. And 
it, 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 it came a little at a time because some of it is, you know, it's kind of mind-bending. And I just stopped and did the math. Rick, December the 6th, 2056, I will have been in the ministry 90 years. That would give you some time to develop. (laughs) Then I began to see what he's after. Now, I can't do that. I'm willing to do it. There's a mandate to me. I have accepted it. But it's total impossibility. But I consider not the contradictions. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And two, it's time. I'm not the only one here. You understand this? I don't know who all he's already talking to about this, but I know it's already being talked now. My little granddaughter, Emily, when she was eight, uh, Kelly's just right-hand assistant. They're so close. Their families are close and just wonderful people and Kim and Riley. And and, uh, Kim's dad fought a, um, a heroic battle for his life. He was... Uh, Oh, he was poisoned by Agent Orange in Southeast Asia and all of that. And, but I'm telling you, he, 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 he fought the good fight, man. And uh, just loved God with all of his heart. But his old body just, it just quit. And Emily just began to just weep and weep and weep. She loves him and she's just crying her little heart out. And Kelly said, now, now Emily was eight at this time. That, that's a big number. Now listen. She said, Emily, what, what's the matter with you, darling? He's in heaven. I know it, mother, but it'll be 112 years before I see him again. <laughs> Nobody said anything to her about that, but she heard me preach it and she grabbed it. That's what he's after. Thank you, Lord. Come on, give him praise. Thank you, Jesus. I said, thank you, Jesus. Back to Mark 11. Well, I didn't finish what I was doing. and Well, yeah, I'll do it right here. When you stand praying, forgive. Now, that's a covenant command. That's not a suggestion. That's a command. Loving one another is a command. Loving your neighbor as yourself is a command. Jesus put it like this. He said, 
the commandment is love the Lord thy God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. The second is like unto it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Fulfilling all the law and the prophets. Fulfilling all the law and the prophets. Then he said, love one another even as I have loved you. That fulfills the law of love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when you begin to realize and understand the reason these things are laws and commands is because they're essential to life. And he shouldn't have to command us to love. But it is not, well, you just don't understand, Brother Coleman. You don't know what they did to me. Then nobody mentioned anything about what they did to you. That's none of your business what they did to you. That's God's business what they did to you. Just put a smile on your face and forgive them and say, well, God help them. But I'm not letting that poison me. I've got a job to do here. My life is more important than that. To let them mess it up. And I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to drink this poison and kill her. Yeah. <laughs> really? She done forgot about you, dumb, dumb. <laughs> she, <laughs> forgive me. Brilliant. But <laughs> she's forgot about you and you're still carrying this thing around with her. Just roll it over on him. And notice this again, right here in 1 John. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood, I said the blood, the blood of Jesus, the anointed Messiah of God, El Shaddai in the flesh. cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful Sarah deemed him faithful. That's where I got off on this one. Amen. Yes, sir. Abraham deemed him faithful, received him as faithful, and he considered not. Hallelujah. Praise God. Quit considering how you feel guilty about that sin. Come on, sir. Amen. Hallelujah. If feeling guilty about it, get it back, fine, but it won't. Self-condemnation just keeps you in it and keeps you boiled up in it, and Satan just laugh at you and tear up your whole life. That's right. He is faithful. He is faithful. 
unjust or righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If he cleanses you from all unrighteousness, what's left? Righteousness. Glory to God. And it has nothing to do with the way your body feels about it. It has nothing to do with your feeling of guilt because your blood covenant says there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the body feelings and that, but after the spirit, after the word, after the covenant promises of God. That is an outstanding example of not walking by sight. Oh, glory to God. Let's give him praise. Oh, we could say it like this. I consider not my feelings of guilt. I consider not my failures and shortcomings. But I consider him who bore my sins took my sins, washed them away in the blood of his own body so that I don't have to go to hell. I'm not going to hell. Not now or any other time. I'm free. I'm a covenant free man and woman. And when the Son of God, I'm going to change the words of this. When the Son of God has declared me free and covenanted with me, that His word's true. His word is his word is. His word is. I am free. Hallelujah. Say it with me again. His word is. No, I don't add something to it. His word is. No, quit adding to it. His word is. Is and I am free. Give him praise. I said, Give him praise. I said, Give him praise. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
that statement is startling to me. I heard Brother Hagin say it. God's word is. Of course, his word is true. But you don't even have to say true. If he said it, it is true. And to, 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 to get a hold of it in that raw, you, you have to stop and consider that a minute before you, is what? It just is. It is whatever you need it to be. <laughs> I call you well. David Weeder reminded me last night. We were on the way home and, and I just blurted it out. And, well, I said it here before I left last night. I said, whosoever shall call. And when I said it, well, the word call just got up and stood in, up inside. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. David reminded me last night on the way home. He said, remember, that word call means to invoke. Whoever invokes the name of Jesus. Covenant. We have given, have been given absolute power of attorney to use that name. Glory to God. We can invoke that name. We can invoke this covenant blood. Now you know what it means to plead the blood. You just hit Satan with the whole covenant, both of them at one time. Brighten his face. I plead the blood. I invoke the blood. I invoke the name. I have covenant rights and I'm standing on them, you zero. Anybody that's been brought to naught is a zero. That's what naught means. David said that uncircumcised Philistine has no more authority over me than that bear and that lion did. And I'll kill him. Who made David king? Goliath. And something really cool. He chased that whole bunch back to Goliath's hometown. And you have to remember, he's got his head. The thing's big as a basketball. And here he is, a little 17, 18 year old kid. My 
got him, he said. <laughs> I got him. That stone was supernaturally aimed. It had covenant speed behind it. Now, which killed him, the stone or the sword? This will help you. I mean, we got to discussing that and looking at it. David and I did, and we were talking about this thing. And I've thought about it before, but I really didn't care because the giants did. Yeah. But, and it, but it says both of them did. He said, you know, he killed him with a rock and he killed him with a sword. And one translation, I don't remember now which one it was, but we looked up lots of translations. It said something like this. The stone was a kill shot. He just finished him with the sword. But the stone was more than enough. But that kid wanted that head. And read it for yourself. He took it home, put it in his room. He's a teenager, man. He got to think, you know. What's the giant in your life? Is it a financial giant? It's an uncircumcised Philistine. Is it a sickness or a disease? It's an uncircumcised Philistine. No authority over you whatsoever. <laughs> Pastor, you better take this away from me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Copeland, I want to read real quick Isaiah 65, 16. The Amplified says this. So it shall be that he who invokes a blessing on himself yes, yes. in the land shall do so by saying. <laughs> I invoke it. Yeah, I, I invoke it on the United States of America. I invoke it on the first week of November. I invoke it in this nation. Glory to God. This is one nation under God in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Yes. blessing on himself. We're not waiting for God to invoke it. He authorized us. Invoke it. Hallelujah. 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 When you sit down to pay your bills, invoke a blessing. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Woo! 
Some have been provoking. You need to be invoking. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can be- we trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.